0: Dwells here. Yeah. And then we're moving by the pack, so we moving them And even if you don't, then you do, cause you're cool with them They be like, I only went to school with them And if you ain't moving, you practically dead
1: Okay, and ready? Ready to clap? Three, two, one Okay, cool So welcome to Color Correction, a GCC podcast about race from the perspective of an Asian guy, a black girl, and also a white guy. My name is Andrew. He, him pronouns. I am Asian.
0: And my name's Bethany. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a black woman.
2: I'm Chris. I'm white. I use he, him pronouns.
1: The quality of this recording is probably not what everyone is used to because we are recording live from San Jose on a (laughs) trip. Uh, as part of the National Participatory Defense Network. Um, so, this is basically the podcast equivalent of a live episode, except we don't have a live audience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just us in my bedroom in the beach house that we are staying in. Uh,
1: so, hopefully the the quality is not too distracting. Uh, but We figured this was a good chance for us to talk about, to talk about, because we're surrounded this weekend by other people that are so passionate about the work that they're doing as part of criminal justice reform. And there has been so much positive energy and so much
0: collaborative and communal effort. Yeah,
1: definitely. Mm -hmm. And also a kind of, there's definitely a kind of spiritual vibe to all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So we figured it was a good opportunity to, to talk about where we are and also talk about what motivates us and what seems to motivate other people in this kind of work um, so that's what this, that's the subject that we're going to get into in a little bit uh... first <laughs> we did get an email from a listener who was complaining about stitcher and the volume control <laughs> we just want to make clear that we don't have any control over yeah. stitcher the app we, we apologize on behalf of stitcher <laughs> right
0: do we have the email to pull it up it's pretty quick
1: oh yes the email reads i really don't like stitcher i'm listening at work plugged into the desktop there's no volume control unless i guess you pay question mark question mark question mark it's playing at full volume annoying that's all (laughs) (laughs) sorry listener uh we love that email though yes (laughs) all right
0: keep sending in letters by the way um aside from this very funny email about the volume control, <laughs> we really do want to keep on hearing from you all and engaging with you all and talking about the things that you want to hear in regards to race and our faith and the work that we're doing. So please be sure to write in to Mobilizing at gmail.com. And, you know, we might feature your letter on the speak up section.
1: There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last week, um, as part of uh, my cell group, our church meets in a weekly meetings called cell groups but last week at cell group someone brought up something interesting we we were kind of talking about is what can you get from the church that you can't get from other places other mm-hmm. groups that you're part of mm-hmm. and what i said was that there's the, you you can't get the same kind of interest in, in justice and compassion somebody said like well how about like spirituality and then i stopped myself and i was like you know what for me they're so intertwined that i don't see even a need to separate them out like that right mm-hmm. so what we're kind of talking about today is this question of what does practical Jesus following look like to us? Mm -hmm. Because I think, can you guys relate to what I'm saying here in that the the difference between the the justice work that we do and our belief in Jesus, it's hard, at least for me to separate. It's like, it's it's like a, it's like a cake batter, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's all mixed up in the flour and the eggs and stuff. It's all one thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I understand that there are ways of doing justice work that don't involve Jesus. But even in this whole, in even this whole weekend, we've been here, Mm -hmm. and it's like when people get excited about stuff that is happening in their communities, they can't help but be like, "Thank God," or "God Mm -hmm. is doing this thing," or you know, it's like they just can't help it. But just God creeps in because it's, you know, they see the goodness and they see God there. It's like inseparable.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Because it feels like we're doing practical Jesus following by being here in California this weekend.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: bringing back the information that we get at this convening and all of this, Mm -hmm. all of the workshops and um, collaboration with the people that we're in community with that are doing participatory defense as well. Right. Mm -hmm. We're planning on bringing that back to Philadelphia and loving people the way Jesus compels us to do so. Yes, Christ followers.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? Why don't you just use that as a jumping off point to talk about, What's going on around us? That seems to make sense. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, you've talked about this in the past, but why don't you do it again? <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about participatory defense and what it is. Sure. So,
2: participatory defense is is where community members and people with open criminal cases strategize about um, how to how to get better outcomes out of the case, how to navigate their way through the court system.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a it's a place where um, they're there's room to support them emotionally in ways that like they can't really do in a courtroom or with their mm-hmm. attorneys. Um, we, we have some systems training that has been brought to us by uh, the Defenders Association and also by, by people who've been doing this work for a long time. And where the participatory part really comes from changing the the framework of the system so that people with open criminal cases um, know that they have agency, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they understand, um, the ways throughout this process that they can advocate for themselves, communicate what they would like, um, and have support from, from people like us. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And practically speaking, it's, it looks like a weekly meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Weekly
2: meeting. I'm also showing up to court with them. Right talking to them on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of things. But yeah, most, most practically, most regularly, it's our Monday night meeting. Mm-hmm.
1: And at this national gathering that we're at, there are hubs from basically all over the country.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, we have people from Brooklyn here. We have people from NOLA here. We have people from Nashville is mm-hmm. a pretty major hub. Yep. And there's several hubs throughout California that are here, just to name a few.
2: Florida, Vegas, Washington, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I can say that, at least from what I've seen, it's been just incredibly energizing seeing a national movement. This is, like, the first time that they've had a national gathering this big. It feels kind yeah. of revolutionary.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There are, like, 130 people here.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, is it that many people? It's a
2: lot of people. Okay. Yeah. In Philadelphia, we're bringing about 18 to 20 people. Um, we're we're a large contingency that in, in, inside of that. But, yeah, like... There is a lot of, there is a lot of hope in the, in the spaces we're occupying right now. We're like, we're, we're, we're really like providing that for each other. And we're talking about people, a lot of people who this isn't theoretical for them. They're right. they're having firsthand experiences as people who are actively, um, fighting their cases or, or have
0: been incarcerated. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And they're really in it, but they're also, I don't know, they're just full of hope. Mm-hmm. In the process, and I think that's because we're all here together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wanna, I wanna talk about this—the the fact that it feels so spiritual. I'm just trying to figure out an angle into it. Um, what, do,
0: how, what makes it feel specifically spiritual for you? Because I didn't feel that until uh-huh. you said it, and I can agree, but I don't know what makes me agree with mm-hmm. you.
2: For me, it's. I think I mean I had this conversation with with Andrew. Like I, I feel like this is a holy place mm-hmm. um,
0: what deems something a holy place
2: yeah and I, and I think it's the i think it's the way we're all connected we're we're connected around really um systemic issues like there's there's certainly like a really political contingent to what we're doing there's like like there's like a social justice component but the um but i think what i think what makes it a holy place is the um is the the deep vulnerability of the people who are here on mm-hmm. the whole mm-hmm. um there there's real suffering um and there's also real support and love um and i think where those where there's that mixture god has to be there
0: yeah That's kind of what I said in my sermon last week when I talked about the difference between community and communion. Mm -hmm. Um, So community is a group of people that are focused on doing a certain thing. And oftentimes there's a lot of intentionality in that focus. There's a lot of bravery in that. Um, But for me, what makes something holy or a communion, a greater communion, right, is when those community members are centered around Jesus. Right what I think we're feeling is that bravery and that intentionality Mm. that God is Mm -hmm. called to, right? Like we're going to feel God when those two things exist.
2: Absolutely. Um,
0: and that's happening left and right in the stories that people are telling. Yes. Even in the way, like you mentioned earlier, the way people are just saying praise God yeah. Yeah. whenever something happens. I it's mean, like so, we're calling God to this space based on this work. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't want people to think that we're just reading God into this because we're Jesus-y people. There are, which a, is
0: probably a part of it. Which is definitely oh, part of it.
1: I mean, the way people tell stories about how they found support. They people are explicitly talking about how, like, God led them to a certain place, or God is moving, or mm-hmm. that you know, or God that is behind this. Or that mystery story us.
0: the guy told earlier, yeah. where somebody had like, his number. This numbering. morning, oh just, somebody,
1: had a, somebody has his number. He doesn't know how, but he found this Cambodian lawyer that was perfect for this couple that he was working with. And like he out was across the country. Yeah, like, like stories they were in like Florida. that. He was in California, right? Like stuff like that. It just feels it it feels like um i i definitely think the part of it is is our connection to one another and being part of this gl- this b- bigger movement no doubt i also think that it's just kind of it it feels like there is it feels as if there is something bigger than us moving here here yeah you know that literally some this like a spirit is moving mm-hmm. you know something that's mm-hmm. not physical but is but is felt but is felt and yeah. positive yeah. and empowering yeah yeah um yeah. What's the um? What's the name of the the lady that was talking about how she was looking at the ocean yesterday?
2: That is Cardi.
1: Cardi. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I felt well, I was really moved by her story yes. and how she talked about waking up here, where we are in uh. Mm.
0: What, what's this place called? Pajaro. Pajaro. Pajaro.
1: Pajaro. Doms. Doms. Pajaro Doms. Yeah. Okay. So they, they put us all up in beach houses, and you can see the ocean all, from your. From a bunch of the bedroom windows here, she was talking about how she like woke up and she was like looking at the ocean, and she had been incarcerated for since she was fifteen,
2: and she's you know, in her she's in her late thirties now,
1: right? And she was, and she recorded a, a video to send to her 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 her, her sisters in jail, her mm-hmm. friends in jail, mm-hmm. and how she's just going to, you know, work, She's the 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 work isn't complete until everyone is freed. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. what stood out to me about what she was saying is that she it was the first time that she felt free mm-hmm. yeah. right, looking yeah. at the ocean and the sunrise while yeah. she was here. She felt real freedom in what I believe to be God's creation. Yeah. That struck me.
2: And that was something she wanted to share with people who are still incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Like she she wanted them to that taste freedom that freedom to exist. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That was so beautiful.
0: Yeah. It's deeply touching, yeah. and even the video is extremely beautiful. There's something about looking at the ocean surrounded by—I mean, it can't be surrounded by—but like with mountains so close to it, mm-hmm. and seeing the sun come up and all the beautiful colors yeah. that are exposed in the sun. Something about that, I deeply feel God's presence in that, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's a freedom in, in in being so closely connected to God and feeling mm-hmm. so loved by God that. I've never been incarcerated. I can never know what that feels like, yeah. but I could connect with that freedom that she was describing. Yeah.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. There's yeah. this. There are these. There are these, and that's that's part of that holy place I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Like, there's this availability, um, to each of us to like experience, that beauty that like is in the created world is mm-hmm. in the connections we're making with each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they so the shared experience we're not having is necessary that we were all incarcerated mm-hmm. or that we're all on the other side of incarceration never experienced it but like there's an there's an inroad we're making together
0: yeah mm-hmm. and we're there's an inroad that we're making together and we're feeling that movement together while also being surrounded by God's creation. Yes. Cause I went sure. down to the beach. I historically hate the beach. <laughs> I bitch about I has much... historically hated the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about how much I hate the beach every summer, every time somebody says they're going to the beach. But I went down to the beach probably about an hour ago and I just closed my eyes and it felt like, it felt like that freedom. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a black woman. You know what I mean? I wasn't a, um, and this is not to go on a, like, rant about, oh, we just don't need to see color or something stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I constantly live in the confines of systemic oppressions as a black woman, as um, as a woman, period. You know what I mean? As, mm-hmm. like, a middle class person. I'm constantly living into the confines of historic Systemic racism and oppression in America, but something about having the the waves crash on my feet and feeling the sun on my face mm-hmm. and hearing the echoes of the ocean, I felt yeah. free. Yeah,
2: there's an offering in that for you. That's yeah. that's more. It's just more.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like God's new creation. Yeah, out there. Yeah, sure. And I didn't expect to feel that way because I fucking hate the beach. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. not to wax poetic too long about how we're feeling out here. Uh, no, I mean if if that's, if that's yeah, what happened. Yeah, you, the Andrew. And been, <laughs> no, I I I preface that because I want to say something, which okay. is a few weeks ago, you said something about how like you feel like the body of Christ extends to, like everybody, mm-hmm. like and I was even like I don't know celebrities yeah, or something. Even celebrities, yeah, I just said something about even like that. celebrities, and I was like I don't know about that, um, but. Um, Re- I, on the plane ride out, I I, finished, I finally finished David Bentley Hart's new book, um, That All Shall Be Saved, which mm-hmm. is basically an argument um, from Scripture and from the, from, from the early church about universalism. Mm-hmm. And Basically what he says is that when the New Testament is talking about the body of Christ and how Jesus unites everyone in him mm-hmm. so that he can unite with God mm-hmm. and so that everyone can be united with God, the body of christ doesn't just extend to the people who are saved. Mm. It extends to all of humanity because humanity is the body of christ. Mm-hmm. And G- Jesus has gathered all all of humanity, all of creation in himself. Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: Um so I so I all this to say, I apologize for correcting you because you were <laughs> on to something like the celebrities are part of the body of christ. They are. Um but reading that book and coming to this place like you you hear about like oh god is a liberator and god is freeing people and Mm -hmm. you like that it hit me viscerally when i was here like when i was listening to cardi talk about how Mm -hmm. she's not going to stop until all of her sisters are free yeah Mm -hmm. and i think about how that is that is that is god that is god's attitude god is in this movement yes he's not going to stop until all of us are free Mm. and i think that's true about prison and i think that's true about all all, all oppression. You know, mm-hmm. all of us are united in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. um, and He's not going to stop until all of us are free. Yeah, you know. So I, I, I connected with that. So yeah. Um. All right. So uh, before we start, before I cry, <laughs> um, what do you think you're going to take back from from this experience when we go back in the work that we're doing in Philadelphia? As time goes on, mm-hmm. like, what are we gonna? How is how, how do you feel this is going to be feel, useful to us?
0: I feel super energized. I think the first thing that I'm taking back is the energy of this movement, mm-hmm. because our weekly meetings can be draining, or even sometimes when people get bad outcomes for their cases, mm-hmm. it can feel really discouraging. And like, why are we even trying? Mm-hmm. But hearing so many people's stories of victory, and even hearing people's stories of not quite feeling victory... But having perseverance, I'm taking that energy back. There's lots of practical applications that we can take back. But the energy of this space is what I first want to take back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris has made lots of friends, everybody. <sighs> oh, yeah. <that's> true. <laughs> Andrew and I are more. Uh, I always say I'm an introvert masquerading as an extrovert. Andrew's just an introvert. Margaret hardcore yeah hardcore introvert yes. chris is an extrovert I am andrew an extrovert and i keep sitting extrovert. next to each other uh-huh. chris won't sit with us at the lunch table
2: I know. I know i'm all over the place yes i'm all over the place um, so chris
0: probably has lots to take back but we know he's taking back new friends
2: well uh, yeah and that's that's for sure and that like that's huge where the the work we're doing is on a, on this like super local level mm-hmm. um we're connected with Seven other hubs in our city. Um, there's there's work at the national level, and there's like there's like emails at the national level that I see. There's there's names that I've seen on these emails that I'm connecting to faces, and that's exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Like we've had the, like a few of us have had those moments where I'm like, oh, you're Stacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exciting. in in one of the in one of the workshops, um, one of the f- facilitators was just was just really pressing us to um, you know, we're like we're we're talking about we're talking about the justice system. Um we're 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 talking about like how those how there's different laws in different states and like you know, when you're when you're trying to help people um navigate through the system and, and, and get free, um there's there's all these roadblocks and, and there's there's roadblocks at different stages in different places. Um and, and what she was saying is like was essentially just like don't let that stop you. Like where where the Where our systems have lost the imagination and the grace for people keep going, keep mm-hmm. pushing like mm-hmm. keep pushing for what you want to get people free mm-hmm. don't let the fact that there isn't there isn't a a law there isn't a way on the books keep pushing yeah like that that was like that was invigorating like mm-hmm. we don't need to be confined to the limits of the law we we have the we have imaginations we we have um we have this internal sense of a free world, I and mean, we can keep moving with that, even if the system hasn't gotten there yet
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and keep fighting for the people we love to get out, like, yeah. that was like, oh my God, right, like there's no limit mm-hmm. yeah
0: I think what we're also feeling is like we're. We're, giving, we're being given more tools for the practical Jesus following that we're trying to do. I think so. Because it's oftentimes really easy to lose sight of that or to even lose sight of how deep Jesus is in these spaces. Totally. Mm-hmm. And in this movement. And I think being here is opening my eyes or reopening my eyes to the fact that this is Jesus in action. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, some I I I I totally connect with what you are saying because it's a relief to me in some ways to see what's happening here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like the idea that it it doesn't all depend on me, that I am invited to join in. Yeah, but it, it's but I but I don't have to carry it on my shoulders. Yes. Yeah. it's like that feels good. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, even if I die or whatever, even if I lose the faith, even if I stop running. Um, this beautiful thing is going to continue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And joining in is not a burden. It's an opportunity.
0: Mm. It's an opportunity to meet Jesus. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, so I think that's that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm probably going to take back something, some of that encouragement. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: viewing it more as an opportunity than a burden. Yeah. Sometimes it can feel burdensome. Absolutely. The system is fucked up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, no, I, I, it's so true. I mean, we're, we're touched by the, by the people who, um, who feel really overwhelmed mm-hmm. by the, by the magnitude of the things they're charged with, by the time they're facing, um, by all the loss that that entails. And, you know, in by by courtroom settings that are completely foreign, um, Agents of the court who seem completely disassociated with mm-hmm. them, um, even the people who are like there to help them right. um, don't actually seem to be that much help and you know like when when you're alongside people, that doesn't necessarily i don't necessarily have the tools to fix that either.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I end up carrying some of that weight
0: yeah sure.
2: um, over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be really it's, it's really heavy, yeah mm-hmm. it's really heavy like I mean I, I feel the pressure of of doing of not being able to do very much for them either yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> i also I, I really like what you're saying about this being an opportunity, Andrew, and it's also like a gift, and sometimes we need to be reminded of mm-hmm. how much of a Gift this work is. I'm glad you say that. Yeah, I think of one of the gentlemen that's here today, is the first and only person that I visited in prison, um, William. He Mm. was a young man that was incarcerated in Philly um, at 17, and on the day of his 18th birthday, he was transferred to the adult facilities at CFCF, um, and just was like treated terribly in prison, um, given the wrong prescriptions, which Mm. caused him to be paralyzed. Uh The jails told him that he was a liar um, and just threw him in a wheelchair to just, you know, rot almost. Uh Um, And in December of 2018, I and another one of my colleagues that's a part of the Philadelphia Community Bail Fund went to visit him in prison, Um, talked to him, you know, yapped it up about like jay-z and random things and we were like okay we're gonna bail you out um and a few weeks later we were able to bail him out now i had kind of forgotten about that Mm -hmm. visiting him Mm -hmm. because my life was kind of hectic last year me and my partner were just breaking up i started a new job i wasn't feeling good um and then we had a participatory defense like award ceremony or something Mm -hmm. and will walked up to me and was like yo you was one of the people that came and visited me in prison. Uh-huh. And I remember looking up at him, because he's kind of tall, he's like six foot one. Uh-huh. I looked up at him and I remember I wanted to cry as soon as he said that. Yeah. Because it reminded me of the scripture yeah, that was I mean, that's like
1: straight out of the Bible. It it's straight was out of the literally.
0: literally <laughs> it was literally yeah. a quote from the Bible. And I think Will is Muslim. Like uh-huh. I don't think he's like Christian at all, but for it to be this modern moment of Jesus saying, you know, when I was a stranger, you welcomed me in. When I was hungry, you fed me Mm -hmm. when I was in prison. It's Jesus that said that, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's amazing. You came to visit me. Mm -hmm. It was this striking. It was almost like God wrapped up a present and like threw it at me for Mm -hmm. me to catch and it reminded me of the gift that this work is mm-hmm. and to be in it in the yeah. muck and mire with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I'm feeling this weekend as yeah. well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like we're we're experiencing a a portion of like the new creation, the new humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we're identifying with with each other not not for the the things we've been accused of, but for the like beautiful Works of creation that we are.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's pretty great. It is pretty great. Um. Yeah. So, can we leave it there?
0: I think that's where we need to leave it. Okay,
1: great. Uh, so the last thing that we like to do is talk about what we're into this week. Um, Chris, you want to go first?
2: Um, one of our one of our partners at Participatory Defense, Adesh Dasani, um, made a recommendation for a podcast which <laughs> sounded silly. Um. And me, I, Finding Fred, which is, um, which is like a podcast where this guy talks about Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, and, and brings oh, yeah. in people and interviews them about like, wh- what is the deal with this guy? Why is he so important? Um, it's, there's, there's a lot of nostalgia, but there's a lot of things about Fred Rogers. I think that like necessitate the nostalgia we're feeling because mm-hmm. like his ethos is missing. From, um, from our culture at this mm-hmm. point. He really stands in a unique place and really pushed um, a lot of, I don't know, like, he was just kind of outstanding and like that he talked to children mm-hmm. in amazing ways about racism, about death. Um, he just wasn't afraid to talk about anything in a way that like, I don't know, just like, how much you really cared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of crazy. So, Finding Fred, um, it's a great podcast. Awesome. Check it out.
0: Cool. I'm into two things this week. I went to Warn Daddy's on Wednesday for their soul comedy night, and it was really hilarious. Um, some comedians were trash, but <laughs> one woman, a black woman, was really funny, Erin Jackson. So, I'm into following her and oh. her work. Mm. And the other thing that I'm into is the Netflix series You. I'm only 2 episodes in but I'm Great. captivated. So,
1: okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um I am into um I got I got this from uh there's an Instagram account out there called YA All Day and who's um Brian, I I don't know if you're listening to this, Megan, but Brian, if you are, say hi to Megan for me. (laughs) Uh, But I love her Instagram account, and I have been reading a bunch of the books. But the recommendation of Stacey Lee's The Downstairs Girl um, about a Chinese American girl in the 1880s who becomes an advice columnist in racist Atlanta was a great airplane. Oh my
2: God, and that's that's a YA book?
1: Yeah, it's a young adult book. uh, Which is just, um, it's funny and romantic, and I really enjoyed it on on the on the plane ride over. So I recommend (laughs) the both The Downstairs Girl, the book, and also uh (laughs) Megan's Instagram account. YA all day. YA all day. (laughs) (laughs) Um yeah, so um I guess uh special thanks to Luke and Jared. I wish we had Joe, I wish you were helping us this week with with tech but we're we're in uh, california
0: here. on our phone hey. exactly
1: so hopefully the recording quality doesn't explode everybody's eardrums. <laughs> uh
0: oh yeah um this is especially appropriate this week since i'm by the pacific ocean <laughs> so all you all you black mermaids behind me in the ocean stay black little mermaid
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no re- well, the reason is that nobody has to look at them. Well, and also, they have
0: to look at themselves. And also
1: they have to live at, like, <laughs> immense pressure. That's also that's true. Oh, evolve.
0: that's probably why they evolve so
1: weird. Mm. And they live in the darkness. Also, when you bring them up to the surface, they lose all that pressure and they look weird to us, where they would look more normal right. on the bottom of the ocean. do normal. I don't know. What is normal? Come on. Oh. Well, black mermaids are
2: normal. <laughs> That's our normal.
0: I, my inner like conservative Texas white man wanted to be like, we're not being PC here. Sea creatures are weird, and
2: abnormal. That's right. Where's your Where's your wokeness now? I don't sea like, creatures. I don't like sea creatures. you're a sea You're a sea creatureist. You're a
0: creatureist. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think the ocean's you're a mystery. You're racist against the ocean. I think I think the ocean's a mystery and. I don't want to solve it. And that's yet, my date. So, so
2: really, hot like, take. stay black, little mermaid is like a stay over there
0: mermaid. <laughs> stay that's over
2: there. Yeah. Really, that's really what <laughs> stay black, little mermaid is. It's like, you go ahead and be a mermaid and be black
0: over, <laughs> over there. Don't come near me. With weird sea creatures. <laughs> With all your weird sea creature friends. I don't <laughs> Very bad. There. That's my hot day. <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs>